0: show all about america show oh wow what a what an interesting 20 hours um yeah i lied last time when i said i'm gonna patch this up with the uh (laughs) first part of the episode or the i don't know follow-up show or whatever i call it a monday night monday morning quarterback edition like the snap judgment show but um wow uh so it's official donald trump is officially the president elect of the united states of america so Congrats to him. It worked. Um, And Hillary Clinton gave her concession speech about 11 hours ago. And President Obama came out and did his thing and said, you know, don't panic and do all the bad things out there for those that are anti-Trump and all that. But the bad news uh, that's going on right now, it's almost 8 o'clock Pacific time here, is that uh, there's a shooting in downtown Seattle tonight. Uh... There about five people taken to the Harborview Medical Center. Um, there was a anti-Trump rally that's been going around the country, not my president. That was a hashtag that was going on Twitter. Like that's gonna make a difference at this stage. But um, the, there was a small protest that became a march in Seattle, and some gunshots went off, and yeah, not far from the scene of the protest. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's like some, some people were jokingly saying, say like, at, at least the world is not ending today, right? Like, it's like it's not like the world's on fire. Well, Seattle had a gunfire tonight. So, not a good sign. Not a good sign. And, um, yeah, I guess uh, part one, I think it was good that I recorded it. At least, um, you know, get the real-time reaction of, like, that discombobulated feeling. I mean, yeah, I'm still... I don't know. The best way to sum it up. Um, I don't know. Even going to workplace and all that. Everybody's in shock in general. That the results happened the way it happened. But. Um, generally a lot of confusion. Uncertainty. And anxiety. I think the. Yeah. So I think the three words that would sum up this. Election. At least the presidential choice is the. Fear. Rejection. And uncertainty um and i uh, the song that i played earlier which is uh living colors cult of personality i couldn't get that song out of my head today uh and that and the whole bunch of rage against the machine <laughs> songs uh, you know this election was the result of it was it was loud and clear it was clearly the rage against the machine of the established you know disenfranchise, uh disenfranchised people and you know it's not you know last night I said you know all the all the rural voters white voters came out of the woodworks which is kind of true but looking at the numbers today you know with all the exit polls how can you trust the polls exit polls are more you know responsive compared to other telephone polls that people do before the polling or the elections um show that you know it it was really a rejection of Hillary. Hillary lost us more than Trump winning it. And, you know, and then now people talk about would Bernie have won? I I hear Joe Biden's name often, you know. I don't know. Whatever happened, happened. Whatever the Democrats fail miserably. And then, um, like I said last night, they didn't go left enough. You know, it's clearly it's it's evident from the results that, you know, they did not take care of the people that they're – the democrats are supposed to take care of the working people working class people you know um with the hard economic mobility that we've had for you know actually decades about three decades or so or four going back to the 70s um so yeah and new yorker actually came out with the article based on the exit polls how could you trust a poll i don't know anymore i don't know anymore and then all the polling companies You know, they're in a lot of trouble, too, because, you know, who's going to pay for them? All the polls are wrong. Every poll is wrong in the world. Maybe they were asking the wrong people. You know, why are they still doing the telephone calls? No one picks up the phone calls anymore. Do it over text. Do the Google Rewards survey or something. I answer that more than a phone call, right? And, you know, there was an article on the Washington Post by a professor. It's like, you know, like the liberals were completely college-educated people. are completely out of touch, you know. I I agree to an extent, but that's not the main concern I personally have, you know. So just to run down, Hillary won the popular vote like Al Gore did. But again, Electoral College, that's not how it works. It's not the popular vote that wins. And even the popular vote was really close. And I'm just going to read off some of the John Cassidy article on how Donald Trump became president-elect Uh so where did it go well just the 37 percent of the respondents to the exit poll said that trump was qualified to be the president 61 percent said he was unqualified only 34 percent of the respondents said that he had the right personality and temperament to be the president seventy percent said they were bothered by his, of, his offensive remarks about women but yeah so it sounds like clinton did better and Clinton, 53% of the respondents said she was qualified to be the president. 56% said she had the right personality and temperament for the job. But Trump is still going to be the president. Where did it go? I found this part interesting. Because you think it's all the poor people that you know got frustrated and voted for Trump. Well, it wasn't exactly like that, according to this summary of the exit polls. Uh... According to the exit poll poll figures, people who earn less than $50,000 a year who make up a bit more than a third of the population voted for Clinton over Trump by a margin of uh, about 11 points, 52% to 41%. The rough two-thirds of the population who earn more than $50,000 a year voted for Trump. The margin was considerably smaller, but there are a lot more of these voters voters their numbers were enough to pull Republican tycoon to victory uh, where did it go where did it go I had the other one thousand 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 how can this finding be reconciled with the thesis that white working class was a driver of the trump's victory a large part part of the answer is that a lot of the white voters without college degrees earn more than fifty thousand dollars a year. The lowest paid voters tend to be younger people and minorities, and they won for Clinton in that sense she won the working class vote that was a that was an interesting take so I don't know, so isn't there racial inequality when it comes to income and age i don't know uh yeah, that was the next paragraph um I think David Frum, who writes for Atlantic and all that, the known Republican, also said that. I don't know. I couldn't find these numbers. I'm still trying to find it. But he said, you know, Trump didn't exactly win votes. He got less votes than, you know, uh, McCain and Romney did in 08 and 12, respectively, like 2 to 4 million votes, From said. And then Hillary lost 7 million votes. So losing those votes just affected the whole thing. And then. Where else did it go? I, I, think, I think I also read somewhere that I think a lot of media people covered it, too. Um, you know, when Obama was running, 93%, 92% percent, percent of the African-American votes went to him. But for Hillary, it was 88%. And for Latin Americans, it was uh, Latino Americans. It was actually 29% of the Latino votes went to Trump, which is actually a big number and female vote i can't remember the number but what w- like i predicted last night it wasn't unanimously for hillary for all women so so there's that and yeah it, i they went against the popular populist established mindset and it's not just the conservative for Right wing, whatever you want to call it, those folks that went that way. It it seems pretty clear that even the left people, the Bernie or Bust people, went no vote or went Trump. It really happened. Um, And people talk about the millennials and what happened. What? And then the millennial. There was a millennial map going around, like you know, it was mostly blue for all the millennial votes out there. Uh, I don't think that was taken. During the poll, you know, but I don't know. But there are more millennials uh, in this country in U.S. in 2015, 18 to 34, compared to the baby boomers right now. So the latest census number has 75.4 million to baby boomers 74.9 million. So If the millennials were really all blue like the pre-election numbers showed, young people didn't show up. I, It didn't show like they did for Obama, you know, and that probably affected the numbers too, but I don't know. What happened in Michigan? What happened in Wisconsin? Even those places, the pre-election numbers are right, right? And... You know, and then now the polls are going to be all in question. Everybody's panicking, not just in the states, but UK and all these places too. And and the uh, you know the, the I guess the only good news is the market hasn't tanked. The futures were really bad, but then today <laughs> the numbers are up all abroad uh, across uh, many companies and their stock numbers for indexes out there, except for the tech companies. Other than Twitter, a lot of people suffered like Amazon and stuff you know and then the interestingly the, the industries that had the uh, prices rise was pharmaceuticals I uh, don't think there's gonna be a drug price control and in California one of the measures didn't pass um, private prison the correction corp and geo group I think those are the two companies their stocks soared massively Um Forty percent, one of them, if I remember right, and then uh, energy sectors, kind of up. I I I, rem- I was tracking Chesapeake, and then it was up like what seven percent or something. Uh, banks, financial institutions went up. You know, I had, it was a pretty good day. And full disclosure, I have I have some money in the pharmaceutical companies too, so it worked, you know. But some of the down ones, you know, tech stocks went down in some and hospital stocks went down so nightly business report said that you know the pharmaceutical stocks are up because you know drug pricing uh control doesn't seem like it's going to be in fact that like hillary and the democrats propose but for hospitals it's down because of the uncertainty with revolve uh, involving obamacare which means they're expecting lower number of admitted uh patients in the hospitals Whereas, you know, if you had the Obamacare and then more people had the insurance, you know, they could just use the insurance to use the hospital, right? Hospital, you know, so it's, I don't know, it's a mixed bag. And then, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe, uh, you know, because I have some money in stock and all those things. Maybe that's why. Um, But the market recovered way faster than I thought. At least it's day one. Let's see how this goes. And then I finally realized that the, Bubble. I was thinking for 2016 when the February correction happened, when everybody kind of sunk. You know, I, I was like, oh my God, that this is the asset bubble correction that happened. Um, when a lot of tech stocks went down like 50 percent, something ridiculous like that. Indexes dove, but it's pretty. Oh, another industry that went up, construction jobs and all that. Uh, oh, the co- military contractors like Boeing. Uh, Lockheed Martin, those guys went off given the Republican House and Senate, you know, the mili- and then Trump said military spending is going to go up. So more, yay, more contracts for them. Um, so I guess all the evil corporations, if you're watching it from the left, are benefiting today, and then they're more confident in the market. But again, I'm, I'm going to be cautious with the market right now. It's It's just too... It's still too early. He has a, He's not the president. We still got two months left before he, be, he officially becomes one. And then, you know, when the policies take effect, how long is that going to take? What are they going to do? You know, they could undo everything, but what are they going to replace it with? We're not sure. And, yeah, and then Trump last night in his uh, victory speech said that, you know, we're going to get the infrastructure fixed. It's going to be great, second to none. And then that got all the construction companies up and going. You know, we're going to have more natural gas fracking and all that going again, probably. My question then is, who's going to pay for it? Oh, there's going to be a tax holiday. So all these companies who have the money outside the U.S. will bring the money back in. And then then what? Are they going to pay a one-time tax or something? Probably. And they'll probably do that. And, you know, corporate tax rate is high in, um, in the U.S. It's the highest in the world. If I remember right, it was 38%. Well, in Canada, it's like, what, 18%, 17%? So, but nobody pays that 38% straight up. Yeah, like, like I said a couple of weeks ago, GE, a few years ago, didn't pay any. You know, they, they, all the tax loopholes and all that, they figured it out. And then they ended up getting some money back from the government instead. So, you know, only people that are paying like 38% of the like small businesses and all that, right? So, I'm actually for lowering it if it were so that it would have a fairer payment and then close all the loopholes. So, there is my position there. But is that what's going to happen? Is is this just gonna be a one-time tax holiday And then like The one grace period that happens And then that would be it And You know While those things sound very hopeful You know What Trump is proposing with the infrastructure work Is what Obama did with the stimulus package You know Remember all the constructions that we had In like Midwest and all around the country Bring uh, Like make Americans get to work thing You know I, I remember when I was driving through Iowa In I-80 there was a good segment just outside of Omaha where it was like one or two lanes. I almost ran into one of the pylons in Iowa because I was like driving 20 hours straight. This was six years ago or so, five years ago. You know, five and a half years ago now, now I think about it. So, you know, he's just proposing the same stimulus package that Obama had before. Now how we're we gonna? That, that means that's going to raise the deficit and the de- debt. So how are you going to pay for it? There's not going to be a tax increase. All right, And who's going to pay for that deficit down the road? Who's going to, again, like I said last night, if no one's going to pay the next four years, who's going to make up for the loss? I don't know. I will. Millennials will. Millennials' children will, right? That's the concerning part. And by the way, all these people that are saying, you know, there was a r- report today that came out. It was like the Citizenship and Immigration Canada received 10 million applications. You know what? Don't be ridiculous. You're not moving to Canada. I mean, if you really want to go, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take one of you, okay? But, my God, it, it, like, it. You think just going to Canada is gonna magically solve the problem? Just running away from the problem is gonna solve it? No, it's not gonna work. And I'm worried about Canada right now too. And this sets the precedence if the whatever, whatever is happening around the world with the anti-establishment and anti-globalization. I feel like that's where it's going is spreading everywhere there are a couple voices in canada who could take this opportunity and say you know what if america did it if uk did it so can canada Uh, so there are a couple people that can do that if this the trudeau thing doesn't work out the next four years what do you think is gonna happen these uh you know we're gonna we're gonna make canada great again Uh, when was it not great you know and then i don't know i'm sure they're gonna start blaming all the You know, rising housing markets on the foreigners Like, oh, there's Chinese and Indian people That are snatching up all the houses Making it unaffordable Yeah, something like that It's gonna be the immigrants' fault in Canada And then by the time everyone gets their application Go through and then end up in Canada You know, same shit that just happened last night Could go down in Canada too So I'm worried about that So yeah So I guess the only thing I can think of is like Let's see how this goes it's not gonna take. It's not gonna be a instant shitter in two months or so, you know. And and then Demo- Democrats can filibuster everything like the Republicans did. Are they gonna do that? You know, that's a possibility. And block everything. And what are the Republicans gonna do? I know they're happy right now, but I don't think it can be the same Republicans that they wore the last eight years. And Democrats too. You you gotta. The Democrats haven't been Democrats, they've been just moderates, and Obama didn't do enough, you know, plenty of blame can go around everywhere, and what I'm now worried about is, you know, the market's great today, so that's a good sign, and then people on like CN- CNBC and Bloomberg are happy, you know, they're at least their are money safe as of today, who knows what's going to happen the next few months or the few years, I think it's going to burst when the actual policies come through or the proposals come through. And, you know, markets come and go. And then it's going to burst at some point. Eight, ten years, right? Three to four years. There's always a recess- recessive period that always comes. It's a balance. And, you know, at least I'm lucky enough to, you know, set aside some money. And then some of you who have 401k are lucky enough to invest, divest the money that way. But, you know, it still doesn't ease the difficulty and uncertainty for you know, so-called so working people out there, right? Like, okay, market was great today. What does that mean for those people? What about, what does that mean for someone who's working, you know, multiple jobs or who's not farming or fracking right now? It's not like they're investing gazillions of dollars. I don't have gazillions of dollars either, like a few thousand dollars, you know, just to see where that money goes. And we're... W- The point of the rejection vote, the rage against the machine vote last night, was that where when's their chance gonna come that they could dive in and you know be part of that you know economic mobility and moving forward their their progression. Where's where's that opportunity gonna come? Either cut the top percent and then end this madness, or you know give them the money so they can get in the game too, right? And I I can't forget the, what was it, the TED Talk that the, actually, the Seattle investor here, John Hanauer, Hanauer? I can't remember his name, but he, he's here in Seattle, and then he gave a TED Talk a few years ago, you know, rich top 1%, you know, pitchforks are coming, watch out, watch out, and then, you know, enjoy this run, tech bubble, asset bubble, whatever, enjoy it while you can, so, And I guess the pitchforks came out with the rejection last night. But again, you know, any political movement, you know, as we look at the history, you know, Freakonomics covered this too. It's never an instantaneous change. It It takes time, you know. It takes time for problems to accrue, like the bubbles and then the you know, CEO pays that just outgrew I mean healthcare health care cost and then health in general. It's 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 incremental in a longer period. And if the problems are gonna be that incremental that way, so will the solution, right? But you know, just rejecting it and then voting basically voting for fear mongering, is that is that gonna solve? you know is is that, is that the solution we're looking for i don't know and aside from that you know people looking for instantaneous change you know get rid of everybody you know feeling everybody's an investor now i think about it get rid of all of every, every ceo like twitter get rid of that ceo you know all that shit when twitter doesn't perform for one year you know that kind of thing i guess we feel the same way about the government but <coughs> Aside from not waiting for that incremental change, whether it's civil rights, gay marriage, those took time. Although, if you look at it in a history, you just look at the when the bill passed in the 1963 or whatever, or 2012, and you go, see, that was a day that it changed. No, but people completely forget whatever preceded it, which is years and a decade and other, you know, not know, you know, for running leaders that we don't think about before Martin Luther King and you know all the gay people out there you know, stuff like that we we forget it we just look at that moment and that blip with the radar and hopefully this is a bottoming out process I think fear rejection and I guess exhaustion that was a uh, I think that's the main one I think people are tired of it everything too not just the people but just the election coverage and everything how it's covered and what I worry about, again, I'm not keep getting to this point, is aside from not getting the instant gratification of the change, you know, I when all the poll numbers are wrong, when the market numbers look good like today for a certain percentage of people, segments of people, I'm worried about the anti-fact, anti-science, anti-numbers, you know, uh, sentiment that's going to grow. What can we believe anymore? Like, can I, I look up on the number, like population of millennials of census. You know, I don't do it, but I know certain people will be like, oh, that's not really 75 million kids out there. You know, some sentiments like that. And then, you know, I I had some discussions today at workplace, like, show me the number, show me the number. But okay, that's great. But at the same time, you're going to either run into a crowd like, okay, tell me more, tell me more, show me more about the number, because they already have a, you know, preconceived notion and the belief that's already set, they would be like, no, I need more number, and then just an addendum to <laughs> further denial of, you know, edu- educating yourself or something, you know, I'm willing to learn too, and then when the guy talked about that, you know, pr- bring up the numbers today, and I really thought about it too, but then you know, we don't believe the poll numbers. Market's great, but other working class people are still not feeling that effect, right? So what do market index numbers mean? That's not the real economy. Well, unemployment rate is 5.8%. Yeah, because people stop looking for a job. But how do we know all that, right? And then, you know, city people are out of touch with the rural people. That was a big thing from all the election maps that's shown out there. S- you know, I guess is that does that <laughs> you know come back to like just enforcing ideas, liberal or conservative, t- to these foreign people or foreign people to city people in converse. I don't know. But if we don't believe whatever the data, or not just believe, not willing to look at it. And then go with what we feel. Where, where's the world going? And it's not just the states. It's it's. This is happening, like I said, everywhere. You know, and there's another election next month in Austria. The far right wing party, you know, that's more nationalistic and you know for the people and all that. That sentiment, that popular. The population is growing and then and France, you know, their election is next year and then they picked the, uh, you know, after Nicolas Sarkozy, who's a cons- conservative party, got kicked out. Francis Hollande came in, more leftist party, and all the bad terrorist stuff happened over there. And you know, French far right l- right leader Marine Le Pen today said, you know, the speech she gave today, while America is, you know, in the ruins or whatever, you know, France is now about to start building its country, you know. Today, the United States, tomorrow, France. So basically, just echo the same points that Trump mentioned in the generality and a hope and despair of, you know, whatever, refugee, immigration, and lagging economies, stuff they have over there, too. And Angela Merkel, she's in their power struggle for a while, too, right? Who knows how that's going to go? And there are other elections everywhere, too. You know, Korea, you know, they, they got the weird thing going on with the president and the weird s- cult scandal, you know? How does that country feel? Who, who can they trust now? That's is established the president of Korea, I don't want to go deep into it you know she's from an established family whose dad was a president and she lost the complete trust of the people but unlike unlike in the states or in the Europe you know it's not like there's a Donald Trump figure that's running and people are supporting behind at the moment it's it's real more lost you know and it's it's the uh, I think I said it last night, I think all the developed countries are in shits um you know it's it's good good that people are looking into their country more and stuff, but it's it's the rhetoric that's coming out on all these countries that's very easy to pinpoint and scapegoat um the foreigners uh immigrants, other countries, trade deals, maybe you know and then it's, it's not something it's just a uh, traditional right wing conservative people or the independent libertarian people you know embrace it's also something that you know the anarchists you know and then very liberal people also you know agree with and what is what is then my question then is like with the Trump proposals what what is those? what are you replacing it with get rid of the bank decrease the government okay then then what what how, how do you expect to pay for these things how do you expect to fill in the gap and that's that's unclear in all the places and i'm worried that like canada's going to end up being that too a few years from now and it, people are protesting going back to the whole not my president thing it's not just that's one branch of government th- the executive branch legislative is all republicans too although democrats can filibuster what about all the senators what about all the representatives you know house members that people should look into for their districts and all that right like Democrats did a terrible job. But at the same time, I I don't think the focus on those other branches of government have been scrutinized and focused like it was for the presidential level. And again, my fear is, you know, (coughs) Trump is one guy, but his cabinet and people he surrounds himself with, even... Even the con- Republicans and conservative people, are like the people that Donald's surrounding himself with, are a whole bunch of idiots, a whole bunch of losers, which is true. Chris Christie, Rudy Giuliani, Newt Gingrich, C- Kellyanne Conway, <sighs> Doctor Ben Carson—is he gonna be the Surgeon General? And are are these people all gonna s- all of a sudden gonna become you know moderate, you know? Moderate people, <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. Be, you know, given what uh, what they propose or what Trump has proposed so far, you know. So I don't. I don't think it's gonna. be I really don't think it's gonna be outward Mussolini, farcist. Like, the farcist. Did I say that? You know. Fascist, farcist. It is a farcist. It's a fucking farce. The people that are running this. Fascist. You know. Country that's gonna be outwardly like that. I think it's gonna be a. If that happens, I think it's gonna be slow. Policy based, policy driven, subliminal, you know, pushing, out pushing of the people. And, you know, and given given all the uncertainty, pe- everybody's on more eggshell. Like, my God, like, if, like I walk at the Best Buy today to look at TVs. I don't know why. I needed the fucking distractions. I was looking at the four K TVs. And then I go, as a minority, like, uh, how am I perceived here, man? Like, do, do people here, white people, black people, whoever, think I, I took their job and then now America's going to be great again? Am I a target here? Although I'm in a pretty liberal, you know, county, you know? What's going to happen if I go on a road trip and end up in fucking Idaho or some shit, you know? There's nobody living there there's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Should I go on a fucking road trip? I don't know. Maybe people aren't that bad. You know? There's a little bit of me go, You know what? People just voted to say, fuck everything that's established out there. And then maybe the hatred isn't as much. But when you see, like, David Duke going, we did it. The former KKK leader. Saying, we did it. I'm just like... And then there's a shooting that happened tonight in Seattle. I'm just like, God, man, this this is, I don't know, not, not, there's no assurances anywhere, other than market being all right, so, I don't know, and what can I do, I can't vote here, well, go back to your country then, what, what am I, why am I going to do going back, I mean, I could go back, but now I gotta start all over again. I got to find my own place. I'm not going to live with my parents. I don't want to. I got to find a new job. I got to reopen all my accounts again, close everything here, and get out. And if it's that difficult for a citizen to do that, how easy do you think it is for people who just said, I'm just going to move to Canada? How how easy do you think it is? Have you you immigrated, really? You know how hard the immigration is, you know? Language barrier, cultural barrier, although to english English-speaking countries. But, you know, the culture is different. Words are different. Atmosphere is different. How other society perceives you when you go from one place to another is different. So, what can I do? I guess I'll keep speaking on it. And then, I don't know. I'm willing to take whatever feedback. And then, I'm just, I keep talking to people. Then, then now I finally was a, even at work today. It's pretty quiet, and it's just like people are just but I, I really couldn't concentrate today at work. it just, it was cool. Wow, that happened. And then, wh- what does it matter what I do here? You know, what in you know, some people just could just live your day, do your thing, and then everything will be okay, but. No, man, like, like. maybe I'm think thinking way too ahead, you know, like, I worry about, you know, 2020 is going to be shitter after, you know, if we go with the policies that Trump has mentioned so far, it's going to be a huge deficit, huge gap, my children are going to pay for it, I'm going to pay for it, my children's children are going to pay for it, taxes are going to go up at some point, you know, somebody has to do the dirty work, and we're going to be back on the same cycle again and then there's going to be another hope in 2020 or 2024 you go with that message you know but by that time maybe the system is so skewed to the one side that you know like I said all the 1% already ran away and went to Mars or some shit because they could afford the travel who the hell knows you know and it is a failure of the government and and I think the people too I think, you know, it's easy to blame everybody. And you know what? Listening to listening to my old episodes. That's right. I listened to myself. I really was complacent too, thinking about Hillary. I said, couple times, at least in all the debate episodes, Hillary didn't say anything significant. So what the hell? But Trump is just let Trump shoot himself in the foot. Come to think of it, Hillary didn't really say much either. Or she, she had, she adopted some plans from Bernie and all that shit. But you know, no one believed it, right? Like she made three hundred million dollars from the Clinton Foundation. Okay, ch- what about Trump? What about his interest? What about his conflict of interest? Nobody cares. People just didn't like Hillary, so they didn't pick her. And then they, th- that, that speaks volumes. But when the other choice is just... Have nothing going. I'm just like God. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen to me? What's gonna happen to. Wait. What's gonna happen to my immigration status? I jokingly say it, but who the hell knows? Maybe someone's gonna throw a rock at me, in the middle of nowhere, Washington, in the one of the apple farms. Like, go home. I was like, oh fuck, fuck you. And then like I gotta throw the apple back or Something. Is that what the America's gonna become? I hope not. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think what will happen is, excuse me, where is the nearest bathroom? And then they'll pretend that they didn't hear me. That's the kind of racism I'm probably going to feel from now on. Yeah, I don't know. And then stock market. A few thousand dollars. Yeah, I guess I made $60 today or whatever. But, you know, if you invested like a million dollars, you made $6,000. Why I can't do that. So I'm already in a gap there, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Americans, non-Americans, Canada, be warned. You're not safe from this. Just keep, keep the sharp eye on everything, you know, okay. and you know what? Let's see how America goes to it, it. It takes time, you know, for policies and all that to go through. Yet people want the instantaneous results, which I'm. God awfully worried about it And I really can't get that song out of my head Called The Personality I'm sure that's a song, a song That like Donald Trump plays In and, and his fucking golden mansion And all that shit And golden condo It's like you know what I am Look in my eyes What do you see The great America That's right he's, g- he's really gonna be the CEO of America And then just listen to that song Listen to the words Listen to the lyrics You know it could be self-motivating You know if if you have an individual belief or whatever that's a one way to interpret that song the other is, you know, literally take it as is like Mussolini, like Kennedy, like Stalin, like Gandhi you know, it's called a cult of personality and Trump has been a cult of personality and his message is very simple with simple solutions which Hillary couldn't fucking relay for a long time So. I don't know I'm very mixed right now it just that's the only word that comes out I don't know but what happened happened and we'll go from there and then yeah there are bad elections in country's history but it those bad elections didn't happen when there are a lot of different cultures and groups like we have today you know globalized society that's a dirty word for all the anarchist protesters out there right you know I I do understand both sides now but at the same time I don't know what the exact solution is downsize government get rid of taxes get rid of the Federal Reserve what do you want I don't know what people want either And I think that's what they're looking for in that person like Trump is like, go figure it out. You said you're going to undo everything that these established people did and we're disenchanted. Go figure it out. But given who Trump surrounded himself with. I'm not so confident. This is way worse than George W. Bush level people. All the Regent University grads. Who? What is Regent University? Exactly. Exactly. Go look it up. Look at all the attorney generals and, you know, whatever. Deputy attorney generals and all those people that uh, during the Bush administration, they hired. Look what happened. Those aren't the brightest minds. If a decade ago, neocon, neoconservatism took over, now it's like a rise of alt-con, alt-conservatism. And maybe that is a telling sign. There's no true... Liberal progressive thinking out there because whatever liberal party member or idea that you thought were representing you has decimated into just simple corporate interest and they become moderates, you know. But I guess that's what people didn't want, you know. And the sad part is because the House and Senate are also full of Republicans and all these you know hospital lobbyists pharmaceutical lobbyists fracking lobbyists they're gonna be even more mobilized at this point to get the part of the deal you know out of the Trump administration and then republican power unless the republican people really go with the working people and go you know what there's no time for you know your corporate interests because people have spoken i don't think they're gonna do that i'm not so confident so who knows and that that's the fear and that's the uncertainty that i'm not sure about so that and all the anti study anti poll anti science anti numbers it's going to discourage people and people are just going to go with how they feel and i'm going to continue to look for numbers that's not going to change cuz i don't know cuz that's how i work that's how i'm trained to think and at the same time I wanna you know think about 10-20 years down the road and you know some people go it's not gonna make a difference yeah probably but at least you at least I think people should think about it not just for themselves but then down the road and I don't know I don't know I don't want to end it in a down note. It's not a down note. It's just, it's just I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this means. I hope it's for the better. I hope th- but I really hope that this is a bottom of the uh you know, political whatever. The oh, I can't think of the words right now. Just the discussion and then the dilemma and all the frustration that people have seen for long long time. So I'll leave it at that. And I'm sorry that I didn't patch this part 1 and 2 together. Th- otherwise, it would have been like 70 minutes. And I already spoke 40, f- almost 45 minutes here. So, I'll leave it at that. Let me know what you think. Um, I do appreciate the feedback I'm getting. I do get them. So, thank you. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. Uh, SoundCloud. Look for SoundCloud.com slash AA-show. You know. Twitter. What AA show? Email. I don't care. You know how to reach me. If you If you listen to this through SoundCloud or something, yeah, figure it out, or go to the page. Don't be lazy. Don't expect the things just to be handed to you. I sound like a Republican. Alright? Go look for me, alright?